Hey, we want to welcome everybody back to another great episode of the Daily Dose of Discomfort. I'm your co-host, Ryan. Good morning, everybody. It's Joel. And Bob. Today, we want to bring you guys a, a very special episode on setting the tone. And uh, something that's been weighing pretty heavily on me this week is is setting the tone. And just kind of the effect that that has on your day. So... As I've been rotating through this, realize I'm I'm missing um, some aspects of what I used to have in 75 hard, and that's in and really making sure that I'm approaching each and every day with the same intensity and giving it, you know, my full effort. And what I found the biggest difference between now and then is is that I haven't been setting the tone the same way as what I did previous. What I mean by that is, when I when I first came into 75 Hard when we were doing this, Joel, I really attacked the day from start to finish. And I, I, and I really focused on trying to get everything done as quickly as possible. Yeah, I, I remember that. You, you know, you, you'd mention it to me throughout the day or text me like, hey, you know, I'm already done with this. Like, here's where I'm at with this. Like, it was, it was definitely a priority for you. Yeah, and now... While it is a priority, it, it feels like I'm I'm not really shirking, but I'm pushing off some aspects of it to almost the last minute. And that has started to change. So me and you were talking about, you know, the kind of kind of transformation the first couple of days of seventy five hard being kinda awful and now being a little bit easier. And it kind of feels like that's because of the motivation starting to increase. Right, as we're as we're coming into it. Yeah, I, you know, we're the first couple of days you do it. Uh, I, I would say are like you get the most sore by like day three or four. You kind of break through that and you start to start to overcome that initial mental challenge of like, wow, this this sucks. Like this is really this is really dragging me down. This is this is difficult. And then you you start to allow yourself to like enjoy it a little bit more and start to see or feel the benefit from it a little bit more. I would say. Yeah. Well, so what's what's been your experience so far with it, Bobby? So my initial um, concern was the water. I had a hard time getting a gallon of water in a day, which it sounds kind of simple and crazy. But normally, I'm so busy throughout the day. I'm so used to being, I guess, chronically dehydrated. So once I kind of found that rhythm and figured out where to put it, so that you know, if I drink it too late. Then I'm up all night trying to pee. If I'm um, taking it too early in the morning, then I just it didn't sit with me well. So I had to kind of figure out a schedule. So I think a lot of it was just finding that rhythm, finding that that routine, and then getting into it. But yeah, I I do agree the soreness, man. Oh, I felt like every muscle in my body was was sore, and it's not that I didn't work out, but two 45 minute workouts a day the the logistics of it for me you know it was just way more than what i was was used to and looking back at my 20s i'd have probably laughed at that but um i don't know it's weird as you kind of age and you get a little more sedentary and you kind of lose your your gusto i guess it's difficult so yeah it's it's been kind of a mental over physical thing 
which I've enjoyed. And that, that kind of lends itself exactly to what we were talking about, setting the tone. So for me, setting the tone right now to be most effective through the day, the water. That's the first thing that I tackle. So I immediately, I wake up, go out, feed the dogs, boom, first bottle of water down right there. And then the next thing that I'm looking at doing is immediately tackling my first workout. Those two things together, and then by the time that I'm done with that first workout, I'm, I'm already through or I'll finish very immediately that second bottle of water. So now I've tackled quite a bit, and that's, this is all pre-work. So this is 5, 5.30 in the morning. I've already accomplished these few things. That, that's, that started to help fuel me into powering through the rest of it through the day. Doesn't it feel good? It feels good to be productive in the morning and have, you know, like you said, you set that tone and you start off with your feet running. And then that just kind of carries you through at least into morning, into mid-morning. Um, and then I kind of, you know, lunchtime is that kind of make or break for me. Um, if I have a productive morning, lunch feels good and I'm ready to go. If if I'm dragging that morning, then then by lunch it's time to kind of reset and drive it in. But yeah, as as long as you stay in that rhythm and wake up on time, right? That's the key. You can't fall behind on sleep and I, I like what you said earlier, Bobby, about like you didn't realize that you were chronically dehydrated because I experienced the same thing whenever I first started. Um, I didn't realize just how dehydrated I was all the time until I tried drinking a gallon of water and I'm like, Oh, Hey, um, I was apparently sick. You know, I, I never allowed myself to drink nearly enough of what my body needed because now if I drink less than say half a gallon of water, I feel, I can feel dehydrated. I don't feel as good as I, as I normally feel. And I think it's the same thing with the workouts while, while two 45 minute workouts is, uh, I, I would say more extreme the the principle of it, that you're doing the two workouts, you're doing them consistently. You start to realize quickly you break out of that sedentary lifestyle and, and they, they stop being so difficult for me, after about a week, I start to feel a lot better with them and I don't, I don't dread them as much. And I, and I feel like it's not impossible anymore. So it, so in, in likeness with the water, the workouts are the same way you, you break out of that haze that you were in of that dehydration or that sedentary lifestyle. And you start to realize like, Oh wait, you know, I, I can do this. And, and you can pretty quickly see the benefits you get from it as well, mentally and physically. kind of sets the tone up almost for the rest of the week or the rest of the program. The, the more that you're tackling it, the better that you start to feel, the more, I guess, apt you are or the better you feel about, you know, driving that much further into the rest of it. Just trying yeah, to accomplish so it. W- when you say set the tone, you know, I mean, yeah, we can use it in, in relation to to the 75 hard challenge and, and for how we start our day, like, like for me, when you first, when you, when I hear that expression, I hear that phrase, I think of how others perceive me. So when I'm in a new situation or, or maybe employees or just everyday life, you make new acquaintances. I like to sort of set the tone for how I'm perceived and, and what people think of me. So when I have a new relationship or, or, I'm in a situation, I want people to 
have, have a good impression of me initially, right? I want to set the tone for what people are going to expect from me and what, I, what I'm going to expect from them. So when I get that, when you get that chance for a new acquaintance, you get that, that opportunity uh, for a new relationship. I think it's important to, to really put yourself out there in, in, in a positive way and who you really want to be represented as. Yeah, so when, no, go ahead, Bobby. When I think of tone, I think of music. So when you brought up tone, setting the tone, I thought, okay, how does this apply to my experience here? And kind of that early on thing, you know, I tried to set the tone, you know, guns a blazing, which is what I normally do. But then if you just set the tone and then don't follow through and find a rhythm, right. To make, I guess, thinking of your musical song, right. Um, You have the tone, but then you also have, I don't know anything about music. I don't know why I'm even talking about it, but you have your, your tempo, your rhythm, you know, all your different beats. So finding the tone that fits the rest of your schedule, if, if you're trying to set the tone um, and you're a little overzealous, um, like, like Joel said, even in a relationship, you might come off as trying too hard. Um, if you're doing Spanish Duolingo, like our competition, right? I came out guns ablazing. I had tons and tons of points. And then I turned around and I didn't make it part of my song. And so I, I lost kind of where I was at and I was off beat and I missed a day and now I have a mullet. So <laughs> I think setting the tone is important, but you have to look at the whole picture, right? You have to think about how does it groove into the rest of my life? How am I going to schedule my life around this? If it's, if it's that important, if it's something big. Um, and so I think planning, right. Being intentional, all of that stuff that we've talked about in the past is, you know, it all kind of culminates to this. Yeah. So like with the, with the challenges that we're doing and trying to better yourself, what would the point of that be? You know, you're setting out to do these challenges and better yourself. If you solely focus on that and you let everything else go by the wayside, right? You let your personal relationships go by the wayside. You let other things that were important in your life just completely go and only focused on these challenges that wouldn't be a good way to live either. So it's, it's the mental discipline and it's the mental fortitude of, you know, prioritizing, like you said, setting the tone, uh, kind of getting your groove, being able to incorporate these challenges and, and these expectations in with other obligations in your life as well. I think it's important to be inclusive with all of them. Well, that's kind of part of it, isn't it? Setting the tone is, is about consistency. Uh, constantly, you know, showing up and whatever it is, not shirking your duty. So you're right. You, you don't need to be focused completely and solely on this challenge. And now you're not even doing your dishes or cleaning your right, house. Right. If I, if I just dropped everything else, that would make this challenge a lot easier. Right. If I shirked all my other responsibilities, if my, you know, I let the garbage pile up, I, I you know, just let, let everything else go and just completely 100% focus on this, it, it would become less difficult. And, and that's the whole point of it, though. It, it's having the, the mental toughness to do this in addition to the rest of your life. Help you build in the time. Help, help you develop a plan almost. You know, that, that is kind of the thing that, that 75 Hard really does because it has so many steps to it. It forces you, if you're going to be successful at it, the only way to be successful is to plan. 
You, you have to set aside time to do this and this and this and this and this. And then while you're doing that, you should also be setting aside the time to handle all, all the other things that you've got in your life. Your, your social obligations, you know, anything that you've got with family, things around the house, uh, you need to put a new roof on there, whatever. You, you, you've got to schedule that time in, and then you've got to attack it aggressively and consistently, and that's how you're going to win the day. That's how you're going to win your week, and ultimately, that's, that's how you're going to win your challenge, your year, your life, is by doing this, because we've all got stuff. Even if you're not doing, you know, 75 hard, we, we all have obligations, even if you're not working out, you've got things that you've got to do. And as long as you're just letting them, them fall by the wayside, you're not truly being successful, in my opinion, in, in what you could be. You're not giving your life your all. Here's some cool trivia, and it's just a testament to how awesome language is. But I looked up the origin of the word tone, right? And it says strain, tension, stretching, tightening, exertion pitch of the voice um to stretch or extend right and that's pretty much all we've been talking about right so how do you stretch and extend yourself right by setting yourself up to be able to stretch and extend to complete something so i just thought that was neat i don't know no i mean so i mean language is important so like what what does that word really really mean to you like when we first brought this up <clears throat> it meant something a little bit different to all of us um while we all have similar goals you know it when we first initially hear that word and, and what jumps out in our minds it was all a little bit different you know I, I think the the end goal probably is similar but that initial like what pops in your mind first it can mean something different to all of us even stretching I mean, my mind immediately went to stretching out your mind, making it a little more flexible, a little less rigid. It's kind of, kind of what, you know, I've set out to do by adding the things that I've added. You know, like I'm, I'm not a swimmer, but here I am. I'm wanting to train for a triathlon. I'm trying to make my mind more acceptable to the things that I don't like to do or that I don't normally do. And maybe that becomes a thing for me, and maybe it doesn't, but it's just one more thing that I've tackled. One more thing that I've told my brain, like, this ain't so bad. More flexible that you're getting out here, the, I don't know, the better off I feel like your life will be. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all learning new things. I mean, so like I, I'm trying that, uh, the Jacob's ladder, which if you're not familiar with the Jacob's ladder, it's, uh, essentially like an endless ladder that you're climbing. It's this, it's this machine at like a, probably a 45 or so degree angle with these, uh, these wooden, these wooden bars. And as you climb, it's almost like a stairmaster. You just keep climbing. And the first day that I did it, I did like three or four minutes and I was just gassed. I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is difficult. Uh, yesterday I did 15 minutes. And while that was still difficult, you know, it's three, four times what I had done on the first day and, and I'm getting better. And I looked up and like, okay, well, let's see who does this. That's impressive. And I looked up, uh, I think David Goggins, uh, essentially climbed the distance of Mount Everest. It took him like seven hours and he climbed like 30,000 feet. Um, so, you know, I've got a long ways to go to, to start setting some, some good goals, but you know, it, it's, it's been a fun experience sort of learning this new, this new way to exercise, this new way to kind of build my endurance up. And I'm just looking forward to, to being open to getting better at it. Yeah. I've been using steel clubs and man, it's completely different than, 
any workout I've ever done. I've never done anything martial arts related. Well, I can't say that. I did in like third grade, but that doesn't count. <laughs> but I'm used to just going into the gym and, and sweat blood, whatever, to get through it. But this has forced me to kind of focus on my body. Um, I don't know. It's almost kind of like a yoga, but with weight. So as I'm moving through, I'm thinking about, okay, I have to be careful because I have to think about my shoulders, right? So I have to keep my shoulder stability set. Now, these are things that I've done, you know, from a workout perspective, but I don't know. I feel like I'm, it's almost like a dance where I'm inside my head thinking about how my body's moving as opposed to, okay, what specific muscle am I focusing on today? And that's kind of allowed me to kind of reinvent the wheel, I guess, in my brain, or at least make those connections that, you know, I'm working out for a purpose. How is this functional? You know, how can I use this day to day? Um, and it's, it's been kind of a, I don't know. It's just been a, one of those situations where I feel like I'm actually doing something instead of just grinding away. Well, it's, it's good to learn the different styles like that. Like as somebody who's done a fair amount of martial arts, you know, I mean, so the two, the two major techniques, and and I'm no expert by any means, you know, I could be mistaken in this, but generally there's, there's a, there's hard techniques and there's soft techniques. So hard techniques, think of like uh, Taekwondo, karate, you know, faster, harsher movements, uh, softer techniques, think more like Tai Chi meditation style. Um, but to, to be good at either, it's good to practice both. You know, if you only ever practice the hard techniques, um, you're, you're never going to become as well-rounded or as good as you could be if you also are willing to learn the soft techniques as well. Learn learn the meditation, the smoothness of the soft techniques. It's going to make you a lot better at the, at the harsher, faster, hard techniques. Yeah, kind of reminds me of a kata. That, that's yes. what it is, right? Kata? Yes, yeah. kata. Mm-hmm. So the kata, um, when I was uh, practicing more, I used to hate them. Like, yeah, I got to learn like this, felt like a dance almost, like this choreographed dance for like five, ten minutes or however long they were. I, I used to despise learning those when I was younger. As I've gotten older, I've realized how important those were. You know what you could take from those movements as you were as you're going through them. How that was actually teaching you a lot of techniques that could benefit you more, like on the fighting side of things, and, and just in general for for like mental mental wellness, uh, mental health, uh, like the meditation aspect of it was actually actually very useful and, and a lot better for me than I gave it credit for at the time. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch people who are really skilled with the Indian clubs or the the steel clubs, and they're just kind of there's fluid fluidity to their movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. But to start, right, it's it's a simple motion, and it feels very rigid. But once you get focused on that and you learn how to make those movements, it all comes together and and kind of yeah, I don't even know you you like sand out the rough spots until your body learns it and then it just becomes fluid so brazilian jiu-jitsu uh is very much that way if i could relate that to anything it was brazilian jiu-jitsu you know when i first got into that i thought i could i could muscle people or 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 be tough with people and then you know you'll have some guy who 
might be very physically unimposing looking, just absolutely embarrass you. You know, they just kind of smoothly put you in submission. They're not even breathing hard. You're sitting there straining and red in the face. You're sweating and you'll have somebody not break a sweat, not even, you know, look like they're putting in a very minimal effort and they'll just sort of smoothly and calmly, uh, like make you tap out. I mean, and that was, the, the people who are absolutely the best at Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, would always just be the calmest. It's about keeping a level head, going slowly, and it's all about technique rather than rather than the, the force or the strain. So I guess that is the tone, right? When you're doing new things, sometimes it's better to set a softer tone so that you can show progression rather than going kind of guns a-blazing, burning yourself out essentially being out of ammo, right? And then kind of looking back like super sore, can't move. How are you going to continue on? Um, so yeah, finding the, the appropriate tone to start with. And and maybe to that point, even finding your tone. So there, there's the danger of setting your tone based on somebody else. So Joel brought up a minute ago, kind of my idol in, in David Goggins. You know, <clears throat> listening to his story, it's really what pushed me into becoming a runner um, and doing what I've I've been doing. But I can't base my tone purely around David Goggins because, well, I don't look at him as being some kind of, you know, superhuman. You know, nothing that I think that he's done is outside of the realm of with enough time and training, something that I could do. But if I, I purely base my tone on what he's doing, I'd probably kill myself right now. Not, you know through anything crazy but just because he does so much crazy stuff it's all you know i couldn't go run 100 miles right now that's gonna break my body i'm not there yet doesn't mean i can't be there you know you can set your tone to drive you to you know maybe achieving these things but don't don't base your tone on what others are already achieving you know you've got to I was thinking about this running the other day. You've got to run your race. You know, whatever pace you set out for, if you're running a marathon, for instance, and you wanted to get it done in 10-minute miles, and then you see other people around you, and they, they started out, you know, running seven-minute miles. If, if you can't do that, don't do that. If you get off of, of your, you get off your tone, your game plan, well, you're, you're not going to be successful. You, you've got to run it the way that you intended to run it. And that doesn't mean you can't push, you can't stretch a little bit, but you, you need to know your limitations. Com- just remember, you know, that's, that's my mantra. Uh, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to someone else today, right? I mean, that's, I try to say it, try to say that in my head every day. I know I've probably said that on this, <clears throat> on, this <clears throat> on this podcast before, but it's important to me. You know, it's something that I think if you can say that in your head every day, it'll help you help you keep moving forward and not not always looking to someone else. I'll always just think back about yesterday or the day before where you were, not not constantly looking to someone else and what they're doing. Focus on your on your self-improvement and how you're starting off each day, not necessarily to how someone else already is starting their day or how or where they're at for their day. And that sounds so easy, but it took me so long to learn that. Like, oh yeah, I'm still learning it. Like, I'm not at all uh, deigning to to have already mastered that art, but it's something that I I want to keep getting better at. And I try to. That's part of the reason why I say it out loud to try and remind myself. 
you know, because if you just say, keep it internal all the time, it's easy to, it's easy to forget. So speak it both inside and outside and, and try to, you know, keep, keep present with that way of thinking. Joel, you remember when we lived together, we used to work out and we used to just, it, it was a constant thing. We were always in competition with each other. And I guess there was some personal competition because of PRs and stuff. And we all had our own strengths. So it's not like we were in direct competition, but it always felt, and I don't know if it's the testosterone. I don't, I don't know if it's cause I was in my twenties, but I always felt like I was constantly in competition with everybody else. Right. It didn't, I didn't really figure it out. I think until my late twenties when I went for those long runs by myself. Um, I was in my head a lot. I lived in a small town where I didn't kind of fit the bill in that town. Um, And so it forced me to kind of go inside myself a little bit, but yeah, man, it's, it's weird looking back and thinking about. Yeah. I I mean, and, and that's it though, isn't it? It's, it's when you're, when you're younger, maybe you, if you constantly compare yourself to someone else, you don't have to look inside yourself, but you naturally do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so if you're, if, 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 if I'm just comparing myself to you, I'm like, okay, I got to try and try and beat Bobby today, try and beat Ryan today. That's allowing me to avoid looking in my own, you know, in my own self and, and to see where I'm at. You know, I, I can sort of avoid my own problems or avoid, maybe what I should be focusing on if I'm focusing on, on what everyone else is doing. And, and just as long as I'm beating someone else and I'm doing okay, well, well, no, you should be focusing on beating yourself. You should be focusing on, on what it is that, that, that you really need. As, as social people, social creatures, right? It's natural to look at other people to see where you fit in, in the, in the pack and, and try to kind of find your place in that. I hate to use the word hierarchy, right? Pecking order, essentially, right? Yeah, but but in reality, in today's standards anyway, or today's society, it's more about you showing personal improvement because we're not spending a whole lot of time with each other, especially now with COVID. So to pretend that you can be on the same level as somebody else, not knowing any of the background, what work they're putting in, where they're at, you know, in, in this scope of things, um, are they super trained martial artists? Are they somebody who's read a whole bunch of books on the topic that you're talking about? Um, do they spend their time, you know, researching whatever you're talking about, putting yourself, like if you get completely beat in a, in a discussion or a debate, it's okay to like, oh, okay. I have some gaps I need to fill in. I'm going to improve myself. I'm not worried about losing, right? I'm worried about improving, getting to the next step. So yeah, I think, I think what you said is kind of spot on, and it's it's not always easy to to sit back, but being mindful and reminding yourself, having that mantra, you know, I'm here to improve myself, not to kind of piggyback off somebody else and try and work from their tone sing your own song i think a big part of that is is making sure to to have some sort of reminders of where you you came from and what you've just accomplished 
So my, my mind immediately went to the reason why we, we compare ourselves to others around us and whether or not we're better or, or worse than, you know, what they're doing in whatever aspect it is we're competing is because you, it's real easy to get a visual reminder. You know, you, you're, you're talking to this person, you're, you're looking at this person, and, and you can think of these things. But you're not looking at yourself all the time. You're not walking around with a mirror, so you're not necessarily remembering what you just accomplished last week. And that's that's kind of, I guess, bringing it back around to just the challenge that we're doing, what 75 Heart does for you. So it at least is forcing you to make yourself a visual reminder every day of where you were yesterday. And that way, at the end of it, you, you can track that back daily and see, okay, you can even see maybe where you went wrong a little bit. You can remember certain instances. And, and that might be, you know, if you're having an issue with that, you know, keeping a journal or a picture log or whatever. You know, if you, you've set out for a physical goal, obviously pictures are going to be better. If it's some sort of, of mental goal, then obviously a journaling would be better. But, but making sure to put these things down and not just doing it for the sake of doing it, but going back and looking at it again. So, you know, if you are journaling, maybe setting aside one day a week to go back and read that journal and, and see the things that you've done. And then also maybe setting a time once a month to go back and, and reread all of that again. Because what's the point of the, you know, the destination if, if you can't even look at the journey? You know, that's, to me, that's almost more important. Is, is all the things that you have done to get where you were going, not just the fact that you made it there. But you do have to, to be intentional, set aside that time to have those reminders. Because if, if all you're doing is comparing yourself to the people around you, I mean, eventually you're going to be pretty unhappy. That's a, that's a good way to just lend itself to depression, just constantly comparing yourself to the success of others and never really, you know, it acknowledging your own success because I've, I think it's safe to say most everybody, at least everybody that, you know, I know has had some successes in their life. It's, it's good to acknowledge those. And, and that's, that's almost fuel for the next, you know, success. It's just being able to look back at all the things you have accomplished and knowing that if I've done these, if I push this hard, I can push a little bit harder to achieve this next thing. And celebrate other people's success and, and kind of ride off of that. Yeah. And it, it's easy to think that, what do they call it? Zero sum system, right? Where it, it, it's easy to feel like if they succeed, then then that's on, on, like they're taking something from me, but that's not how the world actually works, right? If somebody else is succeeding, that just use that, ride that momentum, celebrate it with them. And then use that to define your own success. Don't don't look at somebody else who's succeeding and think, man, I don't know. I don't want to say schadenfreude, but where you feel like, you know, because they're succeeding, they don't deserve it or something like that. Um, and I hope something happens to them and whatever else. I, I don't think it's easy to get in that mindset. Um, it, just celebrate those successes, use them on your, your behalf and, and find where you're going. Yeah. Let it just let it uplift you. Let you know, let, you know, take, take part in that, take part in, in, in other successes, whether it's, whether it's friends or just, you know, acquaintances, enjoy their successes and, and, you know, allow it to sort of 
you know, motivate you to elevate yourself even further as well. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be direct competition. It can be just an exciting thing. It can be, you know, when, when your friend or, or, or someone else succeeds and it can lift you up. Yeah. I'd say the opposite of that just kind of leads to jealousy. You know, you're, 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 like you said, that zero sum you've got to take in order to gain. Well, that's, that's not the, the true aspect of life. So if, if that's your mentality, you're just going to be jealous of others that are being successful around you. It's going to lead you to be bitter. And, and that bitterness will just further and further drive you away from your ultimate goal. So the more that you are congratulating others around you, I feel like that almost will lend itself to you being more thankful in your daily life. You know, now, now you're, you're thankful that you've accomplished. And, and maybe it's not the same accomplishment that they've had, but you just kind of being part of that builds up, you know, your journey. And then that... You know, just like we were talking about that competition, even though we are competing against each other, we are, you know, very congratulatory towards each other. Like, I'm very congratulatory that Bobby has his mullet. It looks great. Yeah, I like I, it. I'm excited for that mullet. You know, like I'm, I, I wouldn't say that I'm jealous that he has it and I don't. You know, I'm just, I'm going to be happy that he has it and just, you know, try to uplift him in that journey. Living vicariously so, through that so mullet. celebrate failure as well? Is that what we're saying? Absolutely. You know, yeah. that's the journey. Let's celebrate <laughs> the journey that got us there too. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I feel left. Yeah, you should. All, all, of it, all of it together, you're just, you're building a new you. You know, and that's, that's kind of what we're trying to do each and every week in the podcast is just helping to build a new us. So it just takes little little bits, man. You, you've just got to, you know, add a little bit more through each of these things every day. Yeah, and I think that's uh, I think that's a good place to sort of wrap things up. You know, I mean, so to to wrap things up and to look back at what we've talked about, you know, setting the right tone for the day is important. Uh, celebrating celebrating other successes uh, is going to help help build yourself up even more. Uh, you know, uh, allow yourself to enjoy uh, the journey rather than just always seeking out the destination and never being content until you until you get there. You know, enjoy enjoy the whole process and maintain your momentum. Once you've got it, you know, feed off of it, add to it, and it, it just it it moves the ball even more. All good things. You got anything you want to add to that, Bobby? Just find your rhythm. Um, like Joel said, you're comparing yourself to yourself where you were yesterday and uh, embrace the mullet. Ooh, that's the moment to leave out on. Everybody go attack your day. We appreciate you all tuning in and uh, join us next week on another great episode of the Daily Dose of Discomfort. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>